1: Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. on into Locked On Cougars your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Podcast Network Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Been a fun week so far, and of course the news doesn't stop. Got news of a player asking for his release from his national letter of intent that BYU basketball did grant. Gives Mark Pope more flexibilities. he begins his tenure as BYU basketball's head coach. Also got some news of a new commitment on the BYU football side of things. A family legacy player who is a good player in his own right, joins the BYU football program via a verbal commitment. He's a member of the class of 2021. We'll break down both of those pieces of information as well as talking about BYU's wide receiving core. We need to talk about the wide receivers, who stood out, Gunnar Romney, etc. In spring balls, they look towards the 2019 season coming up. So a lot to get to on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. A reminder for you. This podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are to be found. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and even on the brand new Himalaya Podcast app. If you're looking for a new podcatcher, I would recommend you guys check out the Himalaya Podcast app. And when you get in your vehicle, plug in your smart device and tell it to play podcast Locked on Cougars. That way you're always up to date with the latest and greatest in BYU news with this daily podcast. All right, with that, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for April 19th, 2019. All right, guys, I'm Jay Katsch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider, and I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's a blast to bring this podcast to you guys each and every day, so thanks again for taking the time to download the show on this Friday. Hope you guys all have had a great week, getting ready for a fun weekend ahead, but a lot to talk about in BYU sports. Let's start off with the news yesterday that Chinese big man Sheng Zhe Li announced on Twitter that he will reopen his recruitment to, quote, due to recent coaching changes. Uh, he posted on his Twitter feed, I would like to thank BYU for giving me the opportunity to pursue my career at the D1 level. I am so thankful to Cougar Nation, but because of the recent coaching changes, I have requested and and granted my release. I have decided it's my best interest to reopen my recruitment and explore my options. It doesn't mean I don't like BYU anymore, but I'm going to see what school will give me the best opportunity to achieve my dreams. Thank you all for your support and respect during this decision. Sincerely, Ji Lee. He's been the last two years playing in Southern California. uh, And I thought he was a good signing originally for BYU with what Dave Rose wanted to do. He likes a big-bodied guy who can really plug up the middle of the the lane for his teams but with Mark Pope coming in, obviously he has his own philosophy on how he wants to recruit and I think that uh, Lee kind of understood okay, I'm a bigger bodied guy Coach Pope favors more of the guys who can play out on the perimeter. And that's not to say that uh, Lee couldn't go out and play on the perimeter but I think it was in both parties' best interest to kind of reopen things. Should BYU decide to re-recruit Lee? I don't think he'd necessarily turn down overtures from Mark Pope. I uh, played for four- former BYU assistant Jeff Reinert down there in Southern California. So he's very familiar with the BYU basketball program. And I would expect that now this opens up what I believe, and this is just me Postulating this is just me, kind of an informed guess. But with the news that I broke on Twitter that WAC Freshman of the Year Wyatt Lowell, who played for Mark Pope last year at UVU, six foot ten, big man, decided to enter the transfer portal. And only being a freshman and playing a freshman of the year, I would guess that Pope is going to do his absolute best to get Lowell to transfer to BYU. Lowell uh, picked UVU made in big in large part on a major part a large part due to mark pope and his ability to coach big men so i'd expect that this decommitment this release from his national letter of intent for shungja lee opens the door for wyatt lowell to join byu of course lowell would have to sit out a year as a transfer player before being able to be eligible the next year but it very much looks that way that it clears the deck for a guy like Lowell to join the BYU basketball program. Uh, If Lowell does take up one of those roster spots, that means that Mark Pope in this signing period that is just beginning the spring evaluation period where guys can sign, uh, he has two scholarships to work with. He would have had three, but due to the NCAA violations committed uh, in the basketball program by Nick Emery, they have one less scholarship this year before it being restored next year. So, Pope's going to have to be, it'll be an interesting run here to see who Pope just ultimately signs with the two scholarships. It appears that he has, like I said, nothing official with Wyatt Lowell at this point, but it's very much looking that way that Sheng chi Lee stepping aside, opens that door for Lowell to step right into it as a transfer player. And, I really like Lowell's game. Six foot ten, they list him at 205 pounds on UVU's website. He averaged 4.6 points on 38% three-point shooting last season. I get it's not a huge sample size, but when you're named the WAC freshman of the year, you've done something right. And if you're 6'10", shooting almost 40% from three, hello, let's get you into the program because BYU absolutely can use that shooting on the perimeter, have a big man that can step out to the perimeter, definitely opens up the floor. It's a lot of what Mark Pope likes to do he likes a lot of ball action, a lot of screening going on in games, and he likes big men who are mobile. Wyatt Lowell is that. Shung Lee may have been a little bit limited in that department, so I understand why that played out how it did, but best of luck to Shung Jolie, whatever his future is. I thought he was a good commitment at the time based on the system that BYU had. Well, with a new coach coming in, of course, it's a new system, and I think Mark Pope very much understands what he wants, and I would expect that in the coming days and weeks, you'll probably see Wyatt Lowell's name show up. As a transfer to BYU. Barring other offers, of course, you guys like Jake Toulson, who are also in the transfer portal from UVU, are getting offers from reportedly schools like Duke. I don't necessarily think that uh, Wyatt Lowell is going to garner that type of attention, but he'll have to evaluate his options. But everything. I see is it's going to end up being Wyatt Lowell transferring to BYU. On the football side of things, uh, BYU picked up a scholarship commitment or a commitment, not necessarily a scholarship commitment, but a commitment from its third member of the 2021 class. That goes by the name of Kyson Hall. And that last name should sound familiar because current BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall, is his older brother, former BYU running back. K.J. Hall is another brother of his. And, of course, their father, Kalen Hall, was a member of the BYU football program in the 1990s, was a great player. So it'd be a family legacy carrying on for Kyson Hall, who was a wide receiver for uh, Maple Mountain Wide for Maple Mountain High School down in the Spanish Fork area. 5'11", 175 pounds. So Kyson's already got the size that Jaron didn't have in high school. And Jaron's not a small dude by any means, but he's about 5'11", 200 or so pounds. But Kyson is only a sophomore in high school, already 5'11", 175 That's a great sign for BYU. So, congratulations to the Hall family on getting another legacy. Uh, commitment to the Cougars. Um, he says that uh, in the post on 24-7 Sports, he says, the reason why I want to go to BYU is because I've heard my dad, because I've had my dad and two older brothers play there, having the feeling that the school is is like a home to me. I knew that I had to be there, and I know it's where I want to be. Coach Kalani Satake explained to me his life story and where he grew up, and I know BYU put him in the place he's in today, and I want to have that feeling to know that it's the place that can help they, I want excuse me, I want to have that feeling to know that it's the place that can help me get to where I want to be as a man and as a football player, unquote. So a big commitment for BYU, a member of the 2021 class. He joins Raider Damuni, of course the son of BYU staffer, Jack DeMooney, and then outside linebacker Logan Fano as BYU's commitment list for the 2021 class. Um, Fano looks like he might be decommitting in the near future. He really had some positive things to say about Michigan after a recent visit. Uh, former BYU defensive lineman is coaching out there at Michigan and really has been recruiting him. Sean Nua, sorry, I just said Sean Nua has been recruiting Fano really hard to Michigan and some of the comments I saw from Fano make me think that yeah he's definitely not he's a soft commit at the very least for BYU and we'll see how it all shakes out but Kyson Hall and Raider DeMooney at least two legacy prospects in the 2021 class for BYU they start building towards the future and both are good players in my mind I really like Raider DeMooney's ability he's an athlete can play both sides of the ball and Kyson Hall very much a wide receiver but if he has that size already as a sophomore in high school that's a great sign for BYU. So best of luck to both of those players as they get ready to join BYU and kind of go through the recruiting process here. But – A lot going on in recruiting. Of course, we'll cover it for you. The spring evaluation period and signing period for basketball is underway and most of the other sports. Football has their evaluation period going on as well. Uh, Keanu Tanuvasa, a Southern Californian defensive line prospect, was at BYU this past week visiting. And he's had a good visit with Kalani Satake. He said that Coach Satake had given him a lot of good advice. He was on Twitter saying that. So. Recruiting never stops, plain and simple. And coaches are fanning out all over the country. Talked about it earlier this week where some of them some of them have been going. Of course, they probably changed locales. A lot of them tra- traveling all over the place. A funny note from Fessy Satake yesterday on Twitter saying that I've never held my breath for two hours on a flight, but it did, I just barely did. He said the, some hygiene issues on his flight wherever he was going. So made me chuckle a little bit. But I think anybody who's traveled can, can understand what he was saying. And yeah, so there you go. A lot of recruiting updates for you, but best of luck to shang Li Lee uh, opening the deck for a guy like Wyatt Lowell to join BYU. I'm interested to see what Mark Pope does ultimately in recruiting this spring. And then also congratulations to Kyson Hall on his commitment to BYU football. All right, we'll come back on the other side. Kyson Hall, of course, is a member of the 2021 class. Uh, likely won't be a member of this crew, but the wide receiving core for BYU. We need to talk about a little bit as we continue our review and preview segments coming out of spring ball come up on the tail end we haven't really we've covered pretty much every position group outside the wide receivers i believe the offensive line maybe you haven't done the quarterbacks yet either but i think the quarterbacks are pretty self-explanatory but we'll get all that covered here in the next week or so but we're going to talk BYU wide receivers next so stay tuned for that before we go a reminder for you guys it is baseball season major league baseball well underway keep up with your favorite team with the brand new locked on mlb channel on the locked on podcast network daily podcast focused on your favorite team use your smart device to search out locked on insert your favorite team name here in my case it's the Seattle Mariners just snapped a six game losing streak after an incredibly hot start we'll see how they do or if you want more of that macro look there's also the locked on MLB show solely does a good job covering more of the 30,000 foot view that broad view of Major League Baseball so a lot of options for you to keep up with your favorite teams in Major League Baseball as well as the as MLB as a whole check out the brand new locked on MLB channel right here on the locked on podcast network more in a moment this
1: that's kabotaorangedays
0: This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. Thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Hope you guys have a fun weekend planned out for yourselves. Uh, The weather on the Wasatch Front is supposed to be good at least today. The weather, the rain that's supposed to come in this weekend looks like it's pushing towards Sunday. So it's an opportunity here to very much go out and enjoy the outdoors. I'm hoping to get out and golf. My golf game has been severely lacking over the last year or so, but kind of made a recommitment that I'm going to play a lot more this year if at all possible. So if you guys do want to golf, let me know, by the way. I'd love to go out and play with Listeners, hit me up at Jacob C Hatch, or you can follow the show at Locked On Cougars on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I love to golf with listeners. I love going out and playing. I don't profess to be a great player, but we have fun. I have to go out and have fun in, in the outdoors, and golf's one of the best ways to do that, in my mind. So let me know if you guys want to do play. I'd be happy to go out with you, hit the links, and talk some BYU sports. All right, let's talk about the BYU wide receiving group coming out of spring ball. This is a group that I think BYU fans are hoping can really step up this year. If they do step up, BYU's offense is going to be quite dangerous in my mind. They really have a lot of options. I feel like the headliner of this group, at least coming out of spring ball, is Gunnar Romney. He looked like a man amongst boys playing against reserves and even the first team defense at times during spring camp. And Now that he's fully healthy, he was hampered by nagging injuries, a hamstring injury most notably last year, and limited him, but he still had some good showings last Last year, but I feel like now that he's fully healthy, he's fully recovered, he looks like the true number one wide right receiver BYU hoped he would be coming out of high school. Only a sophomore, but I really feel like he is going to be a guy who's gonna be a major impact player for BYU. Other guys who stood out this spring in my mind included Talon Shumway. I feel like that he's really kind of remade his game. He understands he's not a burner, he's got to use his footwork and his size, six foot three, two hundred plus pounds, to, to give him that advantage advantage as a wide receiver. He's not going to run by guys. And I feel like BYU fans, when you, the guy doesn't run by a guy, they think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's not. If you can use your body to shield defenders away, make your catches, be that sure-handed receiver, I feel like that's a positive. So I feel like Talon Shumway has really remade his game, understood what he needs to do to be successful, and here's hoping it carries over into fall camp. Uh, he was also joined by a captain last year in Micah Simon, who, let's be honest, Micah Simon had quite a disappointing year, all things considered, coming. Out of being a captain. You expected him to really be a leading receiver for BYU and he was benched essentially midway through the season. It was just a tough season for him overall but I really liked what I saw from him during spring ball. BYU worked him on the inside a little bit as an inside wide receiver and I really like his ability to just make plays, plain and simple. And I really feel like he's done a lot of good work. He's worked hard in the weight room, you can tell. Put on some good weight and here's hoping that it pays off this fall for him because you would not you would like to see him finish out on a high note uh, coming from Texas. A guy, not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'd be interested to see um, how he does uh, this fall. Uh, Neil Pau, another guy that BYU fans thought was going to break out last year. I said on the podcast this During fall camp, he was just lighting it up and then came out and seemingly fell on his face. And I don't mean to be critical of Simon or Pau, but I'm just going off what we saw last fall. Uh, Neil looked like a better player this spring as well. And like I said, we have to take everything in spring ball with a grain of salt. But I feel like the upperclassmen, speaking of Shumway, Simon, Pau, they were challenged, plain and simple. They were told, well, you're not good enough. We're not going to, if you're not good enough, we're not going to play you." So I feel like they were challenged and they've responded so far in spring ball. We'll see if it carries over to the fall. And then Gunnar Romney, like I said, kind of the leading guy in this group, other uh players to keep an eye on Braden Cosper if he's able to come back from the ACL surgery that he had during midseason last year he had ruptured an ACL the same day actually that Hank Tui Pelotu ruptured his ACL so uh, that was a rough day of practice lose a wide receiver and a tight end both freshmen they're coming back from injury If he's able to recover, he's got the size and speed combination that BYU fans covet. I've always thought that if he couldn't make it as a wide receiver, he should move over to the defensive secondary. But they're obviously going to give him his fair shot at wide receiver. Austin Wetzel, Jacob Doman, and Spencer Romney are all walk-on players for BYU that showed signs during spring ball that they could play. Tavita Ika, a former Provo high uh, player, also showed some things during spring ball. We'll see if any of them are able to make an impression in fall camp. Then as you move into the inside wide right receiver spots, that slot receiver, Alevahifo is, of course, the headliner there. He was not in spring ball due to shoulder surgery, but I think he's a proven option. Kalani Sitake said they expect him, once he's fully healthy, to really play a big role, both as a wide receiver and as a returner in special teams. He was backed up, and well, I guess not backed up, but the starter in uh, spring ball at that inside receiver is Dax Milne. A walk-on a year ago, he's earned a scholarship, had that starring role against Wisconsin in that huge win at Camp Randall last year. Milne, I think, is just, well, not just, but he's still underrated. I feel like people think, oh, it's cool, it's a great story, former Bingham High guy, walked on, had a good year. I'm telling you guys, Dax Milne might be one of the three or four best wide receivers on BYU's team, maybe a top 10 athlete on BYU's team as a whole, and he doesn't get his, his fair credit for it. So, I'm excited to see what he can do this fall. And of course, Inoke Lotulele is another guy that's really just kind of not, he hasn't done much in his career at this point. He put on his social media, I think after last season, like I'm going to make sure this one counts. I think he's going to his senior year this year. We'll see if he's able to make a challenge in fall camp and challenge for playing time. He flashed a couple of times during spring ball, but didn't necessarily have the same showing that a Shumway or a Gunnar Romney did. And the good news is, is I think that there is depth at the wide receiver group, but they're short on proven options. And that's been the case for BYU for what? The last 10 years, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a long haul. Without well, I guess Cody Hoffman was a proven option, but I'm talking about just having a good well-rounded group of wide receivers that can really prove themselves. I still feel like BYU is quite thin at the wide receiver spots in terms of injuries do affect them. Again, they very much could hurt them going in through the rest of this season in 2019, but as long as they stay healthy, I like what they have. Gunnar Romney stays healthy, Talon Shumway, Micah Simon, Neil Pau, Alevi Hefo, Dax Milne. If you can get those six guys at least to stay healthy this year, I feel like BYU with what they have coming in at tight end or coming off injury at tight end could be a pretty uh, stout group of receivers for uh, for the quarterbacks, whoever it ends up being. It's going to be Zach Wilson, I would imagine, but Jaron Hall as well. Very much could be beneficiaries of having those six guys really helping them out along with the tight end. So Interesting group. Wide receivers still need to prove their ability to be consistent game in and game out because that's still a question, but we'll see what shakes out during fall camp. But I think there were there were signs in spring ball that the wide receiving core is coming along, and we'll see how it all shakes out ultimately. All right, we'll step aside here, come back, catch up on the other news in BYU sports. BYU baseball suffering a tough loss on the road to open up their series against Washington. Also run down some golf scores for you. BYU men's golf with a home meet – or not home meet a home uh series or i don't know how you say it uh, a, i don't know an invitational i don't know what you want to call it fill me in but let me know uh we'll talk about that next Not let me know we'll talk about that next excuse me i lost my train of thought there excuse me all right we'll talk about all that next catch them all over the byu news you need to know so that way you're the smartest guy in the room when you're talking with your family and friends more in a moment this is locked on cougars You are locked on Cougars as we close out this week with the final segment of this week's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe, download, rate, and review the show. It really does help us get the word out about the podcast. Our download numbers are going through the roof. We've seen an uptick over the last month that we haven't seen since essentially since the podcast started. Just the jump we've had has been awesome. So that's credit to you guys. Thank you for sharing the podcast, letting people know about it. It's awesome to bring this to you guys each and every day. So thanks again for your continued support, and please subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd really appreciate you guys doing that. It was a tough night in BYU sports last night. If you're a men's volleyball or baseball fan, uh, men's volleyball fell in the MPSF semifinals to number one seed Pepperdine in straight sets, 3-0. That ends their season. BYU will not be going to the postseason for the first time in quite some time, but... uh, all things considered, losing All-Americans last year, a couple of assistant coaches, etc., It was a tough year for BYU. They had some bright moments, but this is a year where you kind of expected a little bit of a step back. And then they made it to the semifinals of the conference tournament. So I don't think it was a, a lost year by any means, but definitely can be better next year and we'll see how it all shakes out. But congratulations on a solid year. I see we can call it a solid year for BYU men's volleyball, despite not making the making the postseason. Every program goes through this. When you lose as many guys as they have over the last few years, you're expected to have a rebuilding year at some point, and It just happened to be 2019. Men's baseball also struggled on the road, giving up an eighth, eighth inning home run to the Washington Huskies to lose one nothing. Tough loss for the Cougars. They're back at it tonight at 7 o'clock Mountain Time when they face off against Washington once again. A uh, game is scheduled to be on the Pac-12 Network, also broadcast on BYU Radio. You can catch the Cougars in action. They'll finish up play tomorrow at 2 o'clock Mountain Time in the series finale. Also on Pac-12 Network and BYU Radio. You can catch up with the Cougars there. Uh, Women's Golf sits in third place currently after the first round of the WCC Championships up in Spokane. Um, Host Team Gonzaga is in first place at 8 overall. BYU's 8 strokes backs at plus 16. So best of luck to BYU as they try to rally in the second round this week. Naomi Soifua is off to a great start though. She's tied for second at 2 over par after the first round. So hopefully her teammates Rose Huang, Anna Kennedy, Alicia, May, Mateo, and Annie Hackazewik I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly can all rally a little bit and help BYU as they try to climb the standings and make it into the postseason in women's golf. Uh, Men's golf is hosting the Pink Cougar Classic today at Riverside Country Club. I believe 16 teams coming to BYU, 15 teams, excuse me, West Coast Conference foes St. Mary's in San Diego among them, as well as Utah teams from Utah Valley University, Utah State, and Southern Utah are all participating there will be two uh, rounds of 18 36 holes today and 18 holes on Saturday at Riverside Country Club admissions free if you want to go check out Riverside walk the course and watch these players play you can do it my claim to fame about seeing Tiger Woods lives actually saw Tiger Woods playing this very tournament back when he played for Stanford it's a long time ago but I very much vividly remember Tiger Woods in a Stanford hat playing golf for the Cardinal in the Pink Cougar classic so go out and enjoy that begins at 8 a.m. Friday it continues throughout the day with those two rounds on Friday and the final round on Saturday so Fun stuff there. Uh, final few notes of what the schedule looks like this weekend is women's tennis is in action today and tomorrow with their final regular season matches. They're in Stockton, California today at 1 o'clock Mountain Time, taking on Pacific before heading to Moraga, California tomorrow at noon P- uh, noon Mountain Time. Excuse me, it's 1 o'clock Mountain Time today for Pacific. Noon Mountain Time tomorrow, facing off against St. Mary's. And of course, men's women's track and field teams continue their action with the... Uh, with the, with the four different invitationals they've been invited to in Southern California. We'll have a full recap on Monday for you of how things go for them. So there you go. That is the rundown of what's going on in BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us on today's edition of the podcast. Once again, a reminder for you when you get in your car. Make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it to play Locked On Cougars. It'll make sure you're always up to date with the latest news in BYU sports. I love doing this. A lot of people ask me how I continue to just find topics to come up with. It's not that hard when BYU news continues to break. We had Ji Lee and also Kyson Hall announce one's leaving BYU or not necessarily going to enroll at BYU. The other one commits to BYU. It never stops. So we'll be back on Monday recapping a full weekend of BYU sports for you. And, of course, whatever else happens in BYU sports, whether it's recruiting, coaching news, we'll have it all covered for you. So thanks again for joining us. And check us out on the Himalaya Podcast app if you're looking for a new podcast, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast for April 19th, 2019.